The question a lot of Bulls fans are asking themselves right now is, should the Bulls go after Chris Paul? I'm going to give my thoughts on that topic. I'm also going to talk about Dalen Terry putting in work again this offseason, putting himself around some nice players to learn some things from, and we're going to continue our draft profiles this time with Dominique Whitehead. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And late last night, we did a live stream. It was a surprise to the basketball world. Chris Paul was waived by the Phoenix Suns, and they are eating $15 million, over $15 million of his contract to send him away. Now, that's still paying him much less than the $30 million he was due next season. And so, naturally, as Bulls fans do with everyone that's cut and waived, can the Bulls go out and get Chris Paul? Now, Chris Paul, to his credit, has already said he is not retiring and that he wants to join a contending team. Now, there's also a chance that he can return to the Phoenix Suns. If he clears waivers completely and nobody picks him off, up off waivers, he can resign to the Phoenix Suns for a way cheaper amount and, and they net pay him less than what they would have if they left him on the contract. On top of that, him saying he wants to go to a contender right there to me, prices of the Chicago Bulls out of that scenario and situation. Now, while Chris Paul, and, I, and I, a little bit of hyperbole for me, Chris Paul has not been terrible. He's been terrible at times, but he still would offer anything better, well, be better than anything we've had at the starting point guard position in, since Lonzo Ball went down, right? And so I understand the thought process, and, you know, uh, he's played with Billy Donovan before. He's familiar with him. Billy Donovan is familiar with Chris Paul. And also, Chris Paul wouldn't have to do anything but come in here and be a leader and a facilitator. And with those things and the money he's likely to get, right, because, uh, you know, him, him, especially if he clears waivers, I can't see him trying to sign for anything else to break any necks because he's getting $15 million, but he could. You, know, you just never know. Um, but ultimately, I look at that and just say this is not a situation that's perfect for the Bulls. Now, if he was willing to come for the veteran minimum and he just for some reason wanted to be a Bull and play for Billy Donovan, all right, if he, does, if he goes out there and wants to join a contender and much like DeMar DeRozan doesn't find the deals that he wants and it's like, hey, the Chicago team that needs a point guard is willing to offer me some money and comes here, cool, right? I do think that he's a player that will come in, like I said, bring some leadership, actually run the offense, um, and maybe even help put players like a, like a Zach Levine, like a Nikola Vucevic in better positions with his point guard and ability to just run an offense. But ultimately, it's not going to happen, right? And I would much rather think that than think it. And even then, like I said before, I would want to see the Bulls go after pieces other than Chris Paul but beggars can't be choosers. And if the Bulls did decide to pivot there and Chris Paul was willing to come here, I could see you, you, you making it fit. I could see why it could fit, especially with just how, how intelligent of a basketball player Chris Paul is. But still, when you look at it, health has to be a concern. You're getting much older at that point, which may not even worry the Bulls with where they are. Um, so, But I don't think that it's likely. I don't think that Chris Paul, you're going to see a lot of headlines on it. There's going to be a lot of Bulls pundits. Uh, that, that haven't already that talk about it because it makes sense to talk about. But when you look at the motivation of the player and the fact that we ain't offering starter level money to anyone, basically, out in free agency, um, it may make it a little bit more difficult. So, you know, you never know. But, you know, Chris Paul being waived. And that, that's a move you don't usually see. Players that get paid that much in the last year of their deal, they're probably also waiving stretch that $15.8 million they have to pay him so they can pay it over five years. But ultimately, that's just 
It, it was a scenario that caught people off guard. So we did a live stream on it. Make sure you guys go over to NBA Central as well. Subscribe there if you want your uh, breaking news and up-to-the-minute uh, updates on anything going on NBA-wide. Uh, but with that said, let's go ahead and move on to Bulls topics. Dalen Terry, last season, his first offseason after being drafted, worked out with some of the greats, right? You're talking about he worked out with Paul George. Um, he wa- worked out with DeMar DeRozan, of course. There was somebody else he worked out with that I can't remember off the top of my head, but he worked out with quite a bit of NBA veterans last offseason. And that's something you don't usually see from a rookie, right? Unless it's a, one of the, the, uh, uh, a veteran player that, you know, went to their alma mater or something like that. You may see some workouts or just they have a relationship. But uh, Dalen Terry came into the NBA and right away put himself around some, some of the, the best workers and players that had to work themselves into the position that they are. And, and Dalen now, this offseason, has been seen working out with Harrison Barnes. And so while I know a lot of Bulls are, Harrison Barnes, he sucked in the playoffs. Harrison Barnes is still somebody who's been a vet, right, played on the superstar team, has figured out how to get uh, shots off even with on a team like that. And I wouldn't mind Dalen learning some of the mindset things from Harrison Barnes and really any vet right now. When you're a rookie trying to crack a rotation on a team that has a lot of vets, you need to do th- certain things. And so Dalen putting himself around vets to soak up some knowledge is great. He's also been working out with DeMar DeRozan's trainer on ball handling and other things with that. And we know he's probably going to go to uh, DeMar's house for those summer workouts. As Dalen already said, what, anybody under the age of 25, it's mandatory, something like that. So, you know, we'll see. Dalen, until, unless the Bulls do, like, trade into the draft or they make a move, Dalen Terry is the, the Bulls' de facto rookie pick this year because he has a chance to come in and give us some things on the wing that we, you know, that we need, especially with Javante Green uh, more likely than not not coming back. Derek Jones Jr. is there, but he's a pro who's always ready, and Billy Donovan is going to use him in a lot of different situations. Dalen Terry's ability to come in as a backup wing, either the shooting guard or small forward, and even play some point guard at times is, could be important for the Bulls. I'm not ready to say that it will be because, again, I have to actually see um, Billy Donovan trust Dalen Terry before I'm willing to say anything like that. But Dalen Terry and what he, if he's ready to give the Chicago Bulls something, is going to be a, a, almost an offseason acquisition because we just – didn't use him a lot last season. So I hope that Dalen is doing the right things to get him ready. You think it, it looks like he is. He has that work ethic. He has that dog in him too. So if you're going to trust anybody kind of maximize their potential, a player like Dalen Terry is the type that you want to do that on because they, they, they show an ability to just keep working. All he cares about is basketball. He hasn't been any type of thing around him to show that he's distracted from finding out and figuring out how to be the best. And if you saw him down in the G League, you saw a lot of those raw skills that can make him that Swiss Army knife at the next level for the Chicago Bulls. And so because of that, I really do hope that Dalen is is working, that he's coming into the season at, at one of the best positions he's been in, right, and just ready to go, right? Add, add a little bit more weight on, which he's done since his time of being drafted. Also just, um, you know, work on that shot some more, his shot release for those that have saw it when, it came, when he came into the league versus now, he's made some considerable improvements with that shot technique. So those are all things are pointed to Dalen Terry may be able to have a big season for the Bulls. Now, big, I use that relative, right? I mean, to what he's expected to do. Uh, I don't think Dalen's going to come in and get a lot of offense ran for him or anything like that. But Dalen has that mindset where those little plays, the dog plays, the energy plays, he's going to, he's probably going to be in a position to do that right away coming into, uh, you know, being a bigger part of the Bulls rotation. And I don't think anything should just be given to him. I want to see Dalen Terry come into training camp, work through 
out of the offseason and be ready to go and earn it. I want Dalen Terry to come in and, and turn Billy Donovan, a.k.a. any other, other coach's head, and say, no, we have to find a way to play Dalen Terry. We have to. He has that level of potential, right? And while, you know, the superstar potential isn't there, at least you don't see that for Dalen right now, the energy guy, the impact, the Swiss Army knife, the not backing down, the 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 not, not having a hesitation to take the big shots, even though that shot needs some work, those are all things that you can't necessarily, they're harder to coach in a player, and Dalen has that. And you can refine the skills, right? The game can slow down to you. Kind of the physical things that you go through, you can learn different techniques in that, and you learn that as you go through your NBA career. But Dalen Terry has those raw things that you just can't teach everyone, and that isn't in everybody. And for a team that needs a little bit of edge, I'm not, I'm not going to say Dalen can bring any type of leadership now as a second-year player, right? But you see him becoming that player. You see a path in which he could eventually be that player. And so, you know, let's see and hope that that continues. And Dalen, whatever he's doing this offseason, he continues doing it. He's in, he comes into training camp and, and makes people take notice that he makes himself a player that you cannot pass up and, and risk not playing because he can add that much to your team. All right. Now, with that being said, we started doing some draft profiles of players that's going to be in the lower first half of the draft that the Bulls could trade into. Specifically, the most likely scenario is that number 23 pick from the New York Knicks that the Portland Trailblazers have. But there are, there are tons of teams as well. The Pacers having two first-round picks in the 20s as well. Could they look to move one of those, right? Could you buy into the second round? There are a lot of options there for the Chicago Bulls if they want to get in the draft. And I've been looking at players who, who fit specific needs for the Chicago Bulls that are slated to go later in that draft. And today, we're talking about Derek Whitehead, 6'7", 220-pound shooting guard slash small forward out of Duke, right? And the thing with this guy is, right away, probably the best perimeter shooter in the draft. 45, 43% three-point attempts and taking over three three-pointers per game. He, he's a, a, amazingly efficient behind the arc. He can spot up. He can take it off dribble. He has one of the best shot motions that you're going to see in this NBA draft this year, right? Um, great frame, has that 6'7 frame with a, with a 6'10 wingspan. You know AK loves his, love his long wingspans. He has, he's able to take players off the dribble on that first step enough to get enough space off to get his shot off with that quick release he has as well. He worked on his, his step-back jumper as well, and that's starting to become a weapon in his game and his arsenal as well um, there. And he, and he between inside and outside the three-point arc, he's finding a way to be a, a, a shooter in both those areas. And getting off that shot in the mid-range, sometimes it's not as easy as it looks, especially with the length in the NBA now. He projects to be able to do that. He's going to be elite from the corner. Let me be, let me be clear here. While he's great from three-point shooting in general, that, that corner three that a lot of our players get that we don't hit at a high rate, he can, he's, going to, he, he's going to knock that down. He's going to feast at that. He's starting to learn how to slash more and get to the rim in that area and operate and getting to the rim as well. He did have some, some concerns with his athleticism in the, in the collegiate um, basketball, but it came out that he actually had a foot injury that he was dealing with for the most part of the season. So you you expect with that foot injury that he's had, if he played that whole season with that injury, which he just had another surgery on, but it but it said that he'll be ready to go by training camp. Um, but if that foot is truly what was holding him back because of the injury, you could get possibly low lottery talent in in late in the first round from this guy. Because I tell you what, as much as he's slated to go in the tw between twenty and twenty five, I tell you what, I think this guy's going to be one of those players you can look back at and and look at as a steal for where you drafted him at, right? 
So why he didn't show himself to be the greatest leaper, dunker, or rebounder in college, that foot injury, I think, is what was hurting him the most there. Um, so, you know, and, and he started, even over the time in college, grew more comfortable in creating for himself in the, in the high post and mid-range. And so if that continues, that's definitely going to be something that could work for him as well. 41% shooting from, from two-point range, right? That's kind of a, a concern there. As elite as he is from the three-point range, that two-point shooting um, efficiency, you want to see that come up some. That could be a thing of scheme. That could be a lot of things going into it, the foot issue as well. And he also has a, a negative assist-to-turnover ratio. So it's not a player that you want to necessarily look in and come in and say, hey, we want you to do a lot of the ball handling and playmake for us. But again, it not, it's not terrible enough to where you, can, you, can, you, you can't maybe coach him out of that a little bit. Over, overall, Derek Whitehead is a nice prospect for the Bears, if, um, the Bears, the Bulls, if he's there for them, if they do trade late into the first round. And I think he's a player that brings a skill that the Bulls need right now in three-point shooting, which is something that we want to, to be able to add. And he can play on that wing position, which we need some more guards. So, and, and hopefully, you know, having, well, we don't need a lot more guards, but having a, a player that's a more natural shooter at that guard position you know, I, I think you can do worse than that. So his ability to play the two or the three also can can bode well for him, especially in the modern NBA. And he's six seven, so in a, a Billy Donovan um uh, uh, team, he can probably be a starting four. I'm just joking on that one. You don't want to see this man starting at four. But I really, I really like the skill he has. I really do like the skill he has in this area. There's some other players that we're going to talk about as well. Noah Clownley is probably who we'll talk about tomorrow because I really like a lot of his skill set and what you can get from him later in the first round as well. But, you know, we're going to continue these draft player profiles. Thank you guys for, uh, for people who also sent in suggestions. We'll try to make through as many of them as we can. We'll try to get one prospect in there a day between now and the draft, which is on the 22nd, I believe. Um, so we'll try to get as many prospects as we can in over that time. We don't really know if the Bulls are even going to trade into the draft, which is still like we, we just don't know. There's so much up in the air with this team. And I think as some of these deadlines get closer, uh, you're looking at, you know, the, the re-signing of Nikola Vucevic, things like that. Um, as we get closer to that, we'll start to see. We'll start to see what 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 this team is going to look like, what they're going to be willing to do. If they trade into the draft, I do think that if the Bulls were trading to this draft, at least points you kind of in what they're looking at, right? They're trying to get actually younger, maybe not go through those veterans. It could also just mean that they're trading into the draft because it's cheaper than trying to sign a veteran, which we know we're um we're, we're kind of right up to that luxury tax market for re-sign Vooch and Kobe um so yeah we'll see we'll continue to watch it hopefully we'll make it through some prospects hopefully one of the prospects that we talk about actually is one of the players that the Bulls draft this year as well still crazy I went through 28 prospects oh and and, and none of those guys were drafted last season by the Bulls you just you just never know with the draft especially when you have a front office ran by AK and Eversley who really just they do they do their own thing for better or worse. For better or worse, they do their own thing, right? So, you know, that that's that's what we'll continue to monitor here, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.